Today, we are going to discuss the science, the general well-being, and what it means to be a professional soldier. Are you and your soldiers fit to fight, or would you change your fitness regime? I wanted to go play basketball, and then my senior NCO said, no, you're going to lift weights with me. I think sometimes leaders, you know, they think they need to be the fastest and the best. Currently, my goal is basically I want to lift with the heavy guys, and I want to be able to run with the fast guys. Sergeant Major's pushing himself. I need to push myself. Same goes down to our teams and our squads. All right. Hello, Dragoons. Uh, you've heard on the podcast before and probably in other forums the importance of physical fitness. In the Army, we're not going to get six months notice before we deploy. You need to have the mentality that every time you do PT, every time you train, it might be the last time you, you get a chance before you go into armed combat. We thought it was uh, appropriate to put out a podcast with the discussion being about physical fitness and some tips to success that you might need to have in order to pursue that. I am Command Sergeant Major Michael Burke, the Regimental Sergeant Major, and I'm going to go around the horn and let everybody introduce themselves. Yeah, hello. I'm uh, Sergeant First Class, Joshua Quatron. Work under the Civil Affairs Office. Been here for about eight months now. Hello, I'm Staff Sergeant David Riggins. I'm a 91 Sierra, and I've been here about two years now. 2-2. Two, two. Cougar Squadron. Cougar. All right. This is Major Joe Lopez. I'm with the Regimental Support Squadron, and I'm the Regimental Physical Therapist. And he is also the founder, the creator, the programmer, the all-aspiring guru of the... Strike Program. What is that, sir? That's uh, Basically, that's our units, our 2CR's internal master fitness trainer course. So we've, we've gathered a team of subject matter experts that we have within our unit. Uh, we have certified strength and conditioning coaches. We have Olympic lifting coaches. Uh, obviously, we have master fitness trainers. We have folks who are CrossFit certified. And uh, we've really kind of reached out to all those folks to put a course together that really kind of supplements having to send folks TDY for the Army's master fitness trainer course. So I think ours is uh, pretty close to being on par with them. And it, it really helps us to kind of uh, spread that knowledge uh, greatly throughout the uh, 2CR. You think about it. We ask these young sergeants and these young staff sergeants to basically increase the physical fitness of their soldiers, teach them the Olympic lifts and all this. The problem is, is how did we train them? How did we teach them to do this? And quite frankly, we can't send them all to the master fitness course. We just cannot. Um, so the strike courses are supplement to that. All right. So I want to go to this course. Who do I reach out to? So if you have a, an NCO out there who's not familiar with the program yet, we send it out uh, through a DTO uh, each month to let the units know that it's out there. So that's our primary advertisement, if you will. Their leadership will be uh, spreading the information from top down. And then once those individuals go through the course and become our strike coaches, then they go back and start to spread the word, advertise for the for the course as well. And then they, that gives them the opportunity to make sure that they're selecting the, the best individuals to come through the course. Most importantly, the folks that we want are those leaders who are going to have direct input on developing physical readiness training schedules for the unit. Uh, if we can get those individuals the knowledge, then they can start putting very good plans together and carry it out from there. So th those would be the ideal folks to start off with. Bottom line is, is if you feel you want to go to this course, no one knows in your chain of command where to go to find out for more information. Come find me, come find Major Lopez, come find uh, Staff Sergeant Riggins, who's been through the course as well. We will point you in the right direction. We will get you to the course if you fit all the things that Major Lopez just outlined. I cannot tell you through the years of how many diets or programming for workouts that I've given folks 
that never ever do it past like day two or the first week. They fall off, you know, they don't do the diet, you know, they don't maybe necessarily do the workouts and everything else and they kind of quit. And my belief is, is because it's not about, hey, I want to work out more or, hey, I want to have a better diet. That's really not going to ever get you anywhere. Well, will actually get you where you want to go, maybe the goals that you have. And what that actually requires is a lifestyle change. You have to change your lifestyle. You have to change your mentality. That is what it is going to take to actually be successful. Why do you think it's so important to you know have this kind of mentality? Physical fitness to me is important because the aspect of me being able to do my job, I have to be able to lift heavy things. 91 Sierra, I can't just rely on other people to help me in every situation, uh, recovery vehicles, heavy chains. So I have to be able to have that aspect of being able to pick up that chain, pick up that vehicle with with a hurry, with a quickness to complete the mission. In kit, in body kit. armor, fatigued, you know, and be able to do that potential under fire. Exactly. That's how I kind of incorporate it. And that's how I see when I do lifts and I do work out and why my lifestyle is the way it is, is because I want to keep myself uh, safe, keep my comrades safe, and then make sure that I can complete the mission and sometimes more. So back when I was a private uh, deployed and we uh, had to retrofit all the Humvees to a bigger generator. As a private, I came in roughly 150, 160 pounds. These were damn near my weight. That was kind of my first stepping stone of seeing, hey, I need to be able to work out to be able to lift all these heavy pieces of equipment in my line of work to be able to uh, not hurt myself and do it correctly so I don't damage other equipment. So that's when I kind of like just hit home. Hey, you got to get into the gym, get outside and condition yourself to be able to lift the heavy things that that is asked of me. Right. So your job kind of forced you to that, to make that decision. Yes, because I'm very hard headed and I don't like help. For lack of a better way of saying it, you needed to carry your own weight. Facts, you know. In the very beginning, I was that guy who was in the squat rack doing curls, and that and that's all I cared about was curls. Uh, from Florida, like a good tan, like to be jacked. Uh, for the first probably about five six years of my lifting career, that's all I cared about. It was looking good on the beach, and so so not actually being functionally fit, not functional at all, not not even a little bit. There was no squats, <laughs> there was no deadlifts. It was it was a lot of curls. Funny story about the bicep curls. I watched the unit doing curls with the deadlift hex bar. <laughs> I didn't know that's possible. Yeah, it's it's very very interesting to watch. I personally think that it's uh, disrespectful to that uh, hex bar to be sitting there doing curls with it, and I'm not quite sure that's going to help him the ACFT, but that's just me. Luckily, it's not a two CR soldier, so I don't have to worry about it. When I was deployed to Afghanistan, uh, there was a guy who said, hey, I'm into powerlifting. I do squats, deadlifts, uh, bench press, and that kind of stuff. It was, it was exciting to watch, right? Load up five plates, lift it, scream a little bit. It was exciting. So I jumped into it and uh, started doing squats, deadlifts, strength training. I actually fell in love with strength training, powerlifting. Uh, since then, I competed probably about 10 times, was able to place third uh, in one of the state competitions. Uh, and since then, I was really unbalanced. I had a lot of strength, but I wasn't quick um, and I wasn't very flexible. Currently, my goal is basically I want to lift with the heavy guys and I want to be able to run with the fast guys. Having a more balanced approach, still keeping strength training, but allowing more balance for those fast runs, 
getting faster and then doing more functional movements like Olympic weightlifting. I find that Olympic weightlifting is actually just as fun than uh, than lifting big weights as well. Quite frankly, let's just be honest. You could do all the powerlifting stuff you wanted to do and still probably do fairly well on the APFT. But now with the ACFT, it incorporates the strength, but you also got to be able to handle your own body weight, you know, hold on the bar, do knee, you know, knee tucks, and then you still have to run at the end. So you got to have kind of that blend of those things that we're talking about. So, all right, Major Lopez. <laughs> yeah, well, fitness itself, uh, I mean, it's been part of my life, you know, as long as I can remember. I grew up playing football, basketball, baseball, all through Pee Wee League and, you know, high school, middle school, all that. So I've just always been, um, you know, into athletics as well. And then uh, wasn't really until I joined the military uh, when I started uh, realizing uh, I wanted to go play basketball. Then my senior NCO said, no, you're going to lift weights with me. (laughs) And so then very quickly, whether I wanted to or not, I got into weightlifting. Thankfully enough, I enjoyed it. So I've stuck with it uh, for the rest of my life as well. It mainly just understanding the importance behind it. As we age, hey, still train athletically, uh, you're going to move a little bit better. Naturally, as we age, we tend to lose a larger percentage of our lean muscle mass every year just by virtue Speak of for aging. Yourself. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless we actively uh, have a good strength program to to maintain that, and so those are the, those are the reasons why nowadays I feel so important. Why I, I still need to continue to lift to maintain that uh, lean muscle mass and, and and strength. My journey in fitness has been very much you know the same as everybody else was talking about. High school, you know, I was a skinny. 150 pound kid realizing I wanted to get bigger. I did what everybody else does, especially during that time, you know, early 90s, as I started doing curls, started doing bench press, started doing that different kind of stuff. And then what I realized, you know, very early on in my career was, you know, after ripping another rotator cuff, this is not going to make me survivable as a soldier. These functional kind of workouts, these total body kind of movements and everything else, they are going to help me be a better soldier. They're going to help me prevent injury. I'm definitely not as injured as some some folks that have been doing what I've been doing as long. Probably a lot more overuse. In your a lot more overuse, a lot more overuse, you know. But, you know, luckily, you know, I, I had some people to kind of help me, teach me along the way. And then, you know, I've spent like, a lot of my own time on understanding and education. Truly, I look at it as a investment in myself. For example, you know, your car, you pay to maintain your car, right? You get the oil changed, you put new tires on it, you know, you clean it out, you do all these different things, especially if you have a nice car, okay? But at the end of the day, does it really matter? You can just always buy a new car. But people, how people treat their bodies, they treat like they can go get a new one. And you can't. I look at it as, is, you know, you're going to Burger King. You're not taking care of your, your vehicle. Because everybody's a soldier first, and you might be required to do something physically. What advice would you give to a soldier and they feel that they're just not doing what they need to do to be physically ready? I like to say big on basics first. Stick with the kind of the big four, big five movements, right? Basics, right? Your military press, your squats, your deadlifts, your bench press, your pull-ups, right? Those are the big fives and you want to be as good on those big five as possible and uh, develop your technique and develop some volume and some strength in those exercises. Two, I would say definitely find a mentor. Make sure you're doing those exercises correctly. And then there's a lot of uh, material out there you can read, but uh, I've come across a quote that I really like, and it, it, it says, what is the best book you can ever read about personal fitness? 
And that book is your training log. So if you have a training log, a, a training journal, where you can write down, hey, I did three pull-ups today for three sets, then you know that's your baseline. You can work on doing four sets of three next time or three sets of five next time. But knowing how much volume you have, uh, knowing what's in your training log, where you've come, where you're going is the most important thing uh, you can read or and keep track of. You know, the idea behind the log is is to so you can see your improvements. Because, I mean, really, at the end of the day, that is who you're competing against. It is tracking your improvements, but it's also tracking, let's say you get an injury or you okay, get a setback yeah. or you get sick. You have a baseline where you are at, where you are going, and then you can look at your training log and say, okay, I was sick for two weeks. Let me scale it back a little bit to where I was doing this amount of volume and start there and work my way back up to that level I was at before. Okay. So it serves multiple purposes. So how many training log books do you have at this point in your life? <laughs> uh, I actually, I used to have uh, notebooks, uh, several, two or three notebooks laying around the house full of them. I find actually that's the best way for me to keep track because I've tried the, the online apps uh, where you you know, enter how much you've done and it'll, it'll log it for you. And I find actually the phone is more of a distraction to me while I'm working out, trying to, trying to log everything. Yeah. And it's just, you, you log on to, or you open it up to try to do something and then you get distracted and start doing something else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's true. I mean, I personally use uh beyond the whiteboard uh, fitness app. It's for, it's for CrossFit. Even if you're not a CrossFit person, you can track uh, strength movements or any other kind of movements that you want to in there and you can diet and compare yourself against others. What is your what is your level in beyond the whiteboard? I am at Griffin. No, Phoenix. So the highest level is Dragon. <laughs> okay. And I am at the one right below it, Phoenix. Okay. That, that's impressive. That's very impressive. I am I started the uh Beyond the Whiteboard just to incorporate some more balance and see where I see where I rank as far as the CrossFit community goes. I will not disclose where I rank. He's probably a, he's probably a tiger. Or what's the one below that? Like Cub? I think it's Bear Cub. But you're probably I guarantee you your strength's off the charts in comparison. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what's your heaviest deadlift? Uh in competition I pulled a five fifty. Bench press? Bench press is three hundred fifty. Squat was a five hundred. Holy crap. All right, how about you, Sergeant Regans? Well, I can't say I, I write anything down and just like how you guys say you get distracted when it comes to, especially with social media nowadays, I do not use the phone. I'll just play my headset and then leave it at that. When it comes to writing things down, logging them and stuff like that, I use the BeaverFit board inside the BeaverFits that we have. Mm -hmm. And that's how actually uh, Sergeant Ham and myself compete. We kind of use that as our tool like on the weekends. I'll do my workout and then just like, hey, let's see if you can do it, if you get a better time, just like uh, in the gym as well. He He's kind of been my mentor since I've been here. Uh, he's a very big fitness nut, as you know. Um, uh, yeah, I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> when we both have uh, chest day, he was doing a rep in the 100s and then I get up and I look at the 110s, look back at him and I was like, hmm, okay. And I just go back to my workout. He took that as a challenge. So he... Put his down, pick them back, uh, pick up the one tens, and then that's how we've been kind of growing together. And he's been teaching me this like a little bit of competition going. We're both uh, at one twenties and just competing with, hey, how many can you do? What so you were doing curls with one twenties, of course. Yeah, yeah. Although, yeah. <laughs> um, no, just a dumbbell bench, and uh, me and him both feel comfortable with dumbbells just because. 
Yeah. Uh, most people don't have workout partners. You can just easily throw those off. And barbell, like we both had bad experiences with uh, being stuck under a bar. I don't know if anybody else has here, but yeah, for uh, I, I definitely like to write down my workouts um, as I do them. And really, for me, it, you guys kind of hit on it a little bit. Um, really, what we what I like to be able to refer back to what we call progressive overload. So if I'm writing down the weights that I use this week and then I, I want to make sure the next time I get to that particular body part uh, that I'm going to try to increase the weight a little bit so I, right. so that you can continue to build that strength on. So I think that's good. And, and then also my particular workouts may be different just depending on how my body feels that particular yeah, day. You do have to listen to your body. Yeah. So sometimes I'll write down uh, what I did and then I look back and I said, man, that was actually a pretty good workout. And then if I if I found it that it was a good workout, then I'm going to incorporate that same workout at, at, on different days because because I just felt good that day. Particularly though, if a young soldier was just, you know, inexperienced and just trying to get into it, uh, uh, I think a couple of things, Sergeant Quatron said it too, you know, find somebody that you you can uh, that is experienced they're not intimidated by the gym and then have them go through you know some of the techniques with you i'm a big fan of the of kind of like the big five you know bench overhead press spin over rows uh, squat deadlift those type of movements is going to train the pretty much all the large major muscle groups so if you're just starting out it's kind of good to hit those major muscle groups to develop some good baseline strength and then you can start to figure out you know unique exercises to do in the gym if you don't have anyone necessarily around in your unit that you can go to, uh, the the services on the installations are usually pretty good. You know, we've, yeah. got, we've got the R2 Performance Center. We've got uh, the Army Wellness Center here. You know, obviously, we have the MWR gyms who have, you know, certified uh, personal trainers that, that can assist. But really finding somebody that has that experience to help you get on a good start, come with a goal, come to those individuals and say, I don't really have any experience with the gym, but here's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I just want to get better at deadlifts. Absolutely. Maybe, you know? yep. So I'm going to give you some advice, and it's actually a lot easier than you think it is. Go to the Beaver Fits early in the morning on a Saturday. There's some people that you'll find that are serious about fitness. Come up to Regiment Wednesdays or Thursdays, and you will find some people that are doing the workouts with me. That's another place. And just go up to these individuals and just tell them exactly what Major Lopez said. Hey, I want to get better. Get over being intimidated. Get over, you know, well, I, I just, I've never done anything like this. Neither did I at first either. We've all been there and we've all had to kind of overcome something and approach somebody or ask some questions and find these people and just learn from them, help yourself get better. So we talk about the competition kind of factor of it. Sergeant Quatron, you've competed before. Why has that also been part of your journey as well? Why do you think that's so important? Competing, it's something that's always been within me since, since a little kid. I wanted to compare myself to others. I wanted to get out there. When you go to a powerlifting competition, uh, for instance, everybody there uh, has trained just like you have. Some of them, are, it's their first competition, but it's it's a community. And so when you get there, everybody's foam rolling. Everybody's got protein, powder flying, lots of eating and lifting heavy weights. And so that is a community um, of guys that I like to be around. It's an environment that just sparks you to further your training, further 
talking with these guys, hey, what did you do uh, to be able to squat that 600? You know, what was your training like? And be able to get different perspectives uh, from different people in that community on how to get better. So competition makes you want to get better. I think uh, I think Rocky said it best. There's always somebody hungrier than you uh, that you can definitely learn from. I don't know. I'm pretty hungry right now. <laughs> okay. How about you, Major Lopez? Uh, competition, I think, is is great. Like I said, you know, growing up as an athlete, yes, I, I look forward to every game, and I trained hard, practiced hard, so I can so I can do my best in the game. Nowadays, when we're talking about you know physical readiness training and putting uh, PT plans together for your unit, the thing about bringing competition into your programs now is it really helps to increase intensity. Yeah. Now, Sergeant Major, you know, growing up, you you lived on you know six eight plus miles, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. That that was the way we grew up in. At the end of the day, that that's what we call low intensity training because yeah. you have to dramatically slow your pace down in order to go for that distance. Not if you're Bobby the Bullet Bostic. <laughs> Otherwise. Okay. Yeah. He, I swear that man could run like 20 miles at a six minute pace. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But for a lot of the soldiers who know like, oh, gosh, we have a four mile run coming up and I'm not great at running and I, and I always fall out or any of that place. Well, if you run a competition and say, hey, we're going to do like 40 yard dash sprints and, and you're going to line up to each other. Well, there's probably a very, very good chance that that soldier is not going to fall out. So yeah. when they do fall out, that's a demotivating factor for them. They're not going to fall out in a 40 yard dash sprint. And every now and then they'll actually surprise themselves and others in their unit because in that short distance, they've got a little bit more power built into their system. They're either going to win or they may uh, just barely lose to somebody, regardless of how their difference in a long mile or a two mile run would be. Bringing that intensity is huge. And, and when you talk about things like intensity, uh, sometimes I'll have, you know, patients or, or folks that I'm talking to and say, hey, doc, I'm trying to lose weight. You know, what should I do? You know, I, I get on the elliptical or the treadmill like every day for like 45 minutes. And, and really what happens to your brain, right? If you, if, you, if, you, if you get on every day after work and 1700, I'm in the gym and I'm going to go for, you know, 45 minutes on the elliptical machine. Uh, very quickly, your brain gets used to saying, oh, 1700, we're going to do 45 minutes here. So yep. The brain is going to say, you know, we do this all the time. I see no reason to yep. change this body. The body is an adaptable machine. Absolutely. Arguably the most, the best one ever created. Yes. So and it will naturally try to find the easiest way to accomplish something. It will, it will conform to it. So, you know, the elliptical machine, which I would personally drag them all out and blow <laughs> them up if I was in charge. If you're just doing the same thing over and over again, you're going to, you know, you're not going to see different results. You know, variety is key. And, yeah. and it's the only way you can keep it fun as well let's just i mean let's just be honest here okay it's just us and everybody else that's ever going to listen to this <laughs> podcast no one wants to get up at 5 5 30 in the morning stand out in the cold and the wet and do pt we don't but we've lied to ourselves over time it takes discipline to do that it takes self-discipline to push yourself during that time and when you think about the core fundamentals of our army Everything else is centralized around your level of discipline. If you are disciplined and you push yourself and you're always pushing yourself to be more disciplined, in better shape, everything else will fall into order. So as a squad leader or a member of a squad or a platoon or whatever, if you are pushing yourself, you're going to get better, but you're also going to raise up the community. You are going to force others to get better as well. I've showed up to many PT formations and sprints were on the, the agenda for the day. Most of the formation is not getting a workout. Uh, there's a few of us, though, that are going all out 
and we are pushing ourselves. And we need more people that, hey, PT is important. I ran a team leader course when I was 2-2 SAR major. I was there. And their very first day, I ran a very standardized PRT, PT session. And I asked at the end, hey, who thought that was a good workout? About 12 people were like, eh, that was okay. And I was like, it's because you didn't push yourself. You literally were in charge of your own destiny for that workout. And you just didn't push yourself. That's why you didn't get a good workout. I got a great workout. I was trying to keep up with him the whole time and he was staying ahead of me. So if you're not doing that, well, of course you're not getting anything out of it. When it came to the PT, and just like you said, there are some people that were just kind of to the wayside and just kind of just going through the motions. But yeah. Hey, I see everything as competition. Hey, I'm going to push as hard, if not harder than you, because I want to beat you. I was like, hey, I get a chance to be able to beat my star major at a PT event. You guys gang up on me is what it is. <laughs> That's okay. I don't um, mind. A phenomenal workout. And as well as like it showed coming up leaders like us that star major is pushing himself. I need to push myself. Same goes down to our teams and our squads. They see someone like me pushing myself day in, day out. Then yep. they're going to be like, you know what? Star Riggins, they are in phenomenal shape. They can do all these exercises like I want to be like that. And that's a great stepping stone for people to get with their supervisor or just someone that they have seen at a course like that and just be like, hey, I saw the fact that you're uh, fit and I would like to kind of pick your brain a little bit. Yeah, and, find those people. Yep. And like sooner, sooner or later, then it's going to be a PT event and then they're going to show you up and it's going to be like, I taught him everything I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, and I think sometimes leaders, you know, they think they need to be the fastest and the best. And, uh, you know, what I've learned is, is that that's irrelevant. You don't need to be. As much as you joke and, you know, we've been competing for a while, you and Sarham and myself, we've uh, on the mat too, you know, sitting there, you know, grappling. You know, we kind of have that. You beat me sometimes. I I beat you at the knife fighting. Just, you know, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> you could take that W. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's what's actually important. No one's ever going to doubt that I'm not willing to do what you're willing to do. And that's what we have to be able to do as leaders. So let's talk about recovery. You know, uh, Major Lopez, you talked about, you know, listening to your body. It's a scientist in the room. You know, what, what's your kind of thoughts on recovery? Definitely most uh, an absolute necessary component for optimal development. People can train, people can work, but they may or may not even realize that they're not at their optimal potential. Yeah. And so that that is the importance of recovery. I mean, your muscles are actually developing these micro tears, if you will. They're breaking themselves down and then they they regenerate uh, and they regenerate best when we sleep at yeah. night. And so if you're getting adequate sleep and letting that tissue recover, then you're going to be prepared for that progressive overload the next time you train. So absolutely important for recovery. And a challenging part is always trying to figure out when and how to put it in. You know, you're absolutely right, Sergeant Major. Not everybody just feels ready to go the next day at, you know, at 0500 waking up and getting out for PT. So you have to be able to find that time. If you don't have the, if you're going to train again without having optimal recovery, well then, hey, you need to make sure that you're, you know, resting appropriately in the evening in order to, to allow for that maximum recovery. Yeah. So Major Lopez uh, mentioned sleep. And, and so I bought one of those cool fitness watches yeah. that tracks your sleep. And it honestly is a game changer. It is. It is. I tracked, started tracking my sleep and I thought maybe if I get better quality sleep, I'll recover better. And so I, I tracked my sleep for probably about three months. And, and I, I told the wife, I said, I am still not recovering. My quality of sleep is good. And so what I realized 
is that it wasn't for me about seven hours of quality sleep. It was about actually more sleep that my body just needed to recover. And so when I changed to eight hours of sleep, I actually woke up way better recovered. I felt better going into my workouts. And so sometimes it's not about seven hours, the best quality sleep in that seven hours. Sometimes it's figuring out maybe I just need to extend sleep. I tried doing, uh, you know, one glass of wine before night. I tried taking melatonin. None of those things during that seven hour block of sleep uh, actually made me feel recovered until I decided maybe I'll extend my sleep to about eight hours, go to bed at nine, uh, wake up at five. And then I felt so much better. And, and since then, it's been a game changer uh, in the weight room. I bought a fitness watch. I finally broke down. I, it was hard for me for the longest time to justify the money, but I finally broke down, you know, and I got one and be able to track my sleep, my anaerobic rates, um, my heart rates and do zone training and everything else. It's really honestly been a, a game changer and I bought it, you know, over the Christmas time. So I've had it for about six months now and it has really, uh, really done well for me. So, so I didn't really think of anything when it came to recovery until I came to the strike program and then actually learned about like why sleep is important because the normal me, I'd go to sleep around 11, 12 o'clock at night, wake up at 4 a.m. And I just thought that was normal and done, been doing it for years. And then I was like, okay, well, let me give this a try and monitor my sleep and talk to the wife. I understand we have a newborn, but let's try to get as much sleep as we can. We came up with a game plan and luckily we have a great son that was is able to go to us and be like, okay, I'm tired. And uh, luckily it's around that time anyway. So that's what helped me recover you know, just overall sleep. So when we talk about recovery, let's talk about what recovery is not. Let's say you have an awesome leader. So every morning is prescribed, um, you know, plenty in advance what PT you're going to be doing for the day. And you have five days of just great PT, phenomenal PT during, uh, you know, 6.30 to 7.30 or 8 o'clock. But then on the weekend, Friday night, the beer is flowing. The booze starts coming out. Saturday morning, wake up hungover, go to Burger King, grab you some egg croissant witches, eat those, turns into day drinking, and your weekend pretty much just looks like that. That is not going to help you get better, even as a 20-year-old. So again, I'm going to refer to the scientist and have him talk about that. Sure, absolutely. So you can kind of look at it one or two ways. Our majors, you kind of said, hey, you trained hard all week and you had a good plan, and then you did this on the weekend. You could easily put that all that stuff you did on the weekend at the beginning of the week, pretty much you're starting off your hardcore training, uh, good quality training that your leader has put in place for you. But your all, the alcohol intake, tobacco intake, all of that is not optimizing your body for performance. Right. You're, so you're not going to be developing at optimal potential. And, and I'm sure there's certain plenty of uh, personal experience. Well, oh, that's what I used to do. And, you know, I used to show up, you know, just like that. And yeah, it, it can be done. But but that's that's the whole purpose of of what of the cultural shift that the army is trying to look at hey we, you need to embrace fitness and you need to thank performance triad that holistic uh, health and fitness model that that's moving forward now and, and really understand the 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 positive and negative effects of your lifestyle and how they play into your your performance development sure if if you if you're doing all that on on the weekend can you do it yes is it optimal no uh, does it put yourself at higher risk for injuries and or uh, disciplinary problems? Probably so. So that would most certainly say, you know, think about those very hard and, and adjust the, the lifestyle accordingly. It's easy to, to say even the layman person will always say, hey, everything's OK in moderation. So if, if, if you're if that is the case, well, just make sure you're able to mo to moderate it very well. 
I would just tell, you know, all the soldiers out there, um, just uh, embrace fitness, you know, embrace the lifestyle. That's the way the army is moving. And uh, and if you if you feel like, hey, I want to, but I don't know where to start. Like we said, you know, find find some experienced folks, uh, folks and reach out to them. And, and then you'll you'll find that they're they'll reciprocate and then they'll really try to lead you in the right direction. I got a quick question for you. Sorry, Major Ed. So all your time in the Army, how do you get up every single morning and give 100% for PT? Because I'm with the rest of the guys. As, as a E4, you know, I was literally looking to sham 75% of the time in the morning for PT. Like, all I wanted to do was sleep. And so as I build more time in the Army, it, it gets a little bit easier. But I still have those days where I wake up and I think, you know, zero five is too early to be doing any kind of physical activity. Is there any kind of advice or guidance you would you would give as far as how do you maintain that for so long? First off, getting up at zero five is for amateurs. Um, good luck ever getting ahead in life at getting up at zero five. Well, my alarm goes off at zero four uh, most mornings, and it might sound stupid. It is a privilege to be in the army. It is a privilege to do what we get to do. The army is asking me to do one thing: be the best I can possibly be every single day. That is just all they're asking and just to get better every day and to be disciplined because that is what the United States Army is. I want you to take this serious because this is your profession. I don't give a crap why you joined college money, everything else. This is your profession right now. You might only do three years. You might do 30 years. This is what you get paid for. This is what your life's invested in, but it's not just about your life. Brothers and sisters to your left and your right are counting on you to push yourself and to push them just getting up and being excited and fired up i'm in the united states military i'm the best of society i'm the best that the world has to offer and i get to be a part of it i've been doing it for so long that uh you know it's almost become part of my identity but if it's not like that for you then it's time to put on a different uniform and it's called civilian attire and that is what I think about when I wake up at zero four. When I wake up, I hop out of bed. I attack the day. My wife yells at me, why are you so excited? Because I'm an American soldier, damn it. All right. And I am fired up to be alive. Wake up the kids. Dog, let's go. I'm putting my extension in right yeah. now. America. You know? uh, okay. I'm being, uh, I'm being a little eccentric. But I will tell you that uh, my wife... Uh, does not share my passion at zero four in the morning. And uh, there's many mornings when she is cussing me under her breath, but I'm just so fired up. I've been doing this for 22 years and I'm fired up to be doing what I'm doing. So I appreciate all of you coming in. I appreciate all your contributions. And uh, as we kind of wrap this up, I just want to leave a couple things. Listen, we didn't all start here. Not all of us were physical specimens like, you know, Staff Sergeant Riggins right off the bat. We had to grow. You know, we had to find somebody that was going to help guide us. I encourage you to find somebody that can help you on your journey and really truly get after what we call the professional soldier. Um, if you just don't know, find me on Instagram or follow 2CR on Instagram. Every week I have a challenge um, and we meet up at the regional headquarters. It's called the, the Hero Wad of the Week. Uh, come on up there. Have a conversation with me and I'll help you figure it out. Don't be intimidated. It's okay. We can scale it back based on your fitness level. And we'll help you figure it out. But I encourage everybody to get after it, get it done, and make yourself get better and always be in pursuit. Chagoon 7 signing off. <laughs>